When friends drop in, invite them to make friends with Valley Forge. You said it. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Try a frosty cold glass of Bavarian right away. Can't you say? No boulder dash or baloney here. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to the Unfiltered Gentleman. And now, serving up a flight that's ice cold and unfiltered, goes a Greg, Sour Scott, Dunkle Dan, and Alt Beer Alley. Or something like that. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Unfiltered Gentleman. I am Greg. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Boy, have the last few weeks been something interesting when it comes to getting these shows together. But I am extremely excited. Because I am being joined by one of our best pod friends in the whole wide world, Coley of the Boozley. Coley, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I could be the Lone Ranger with you today. <laughs> I'm so excited. We've been trying to work this out for so long to get you on the show. I know. I mean, let's be honest. We're all trying to poach you over here on the show, but uh, that's a different story for we'll a different day. We'll just leave that between us. Right. Don't tell anybody. Uh, I think the last time we were in a studio together was for a Christmas episode two years ago. Uh, your husband was in like another room. Uh, my Scott was drunk on a couch somewhere. It was uh, it was quite the shit show, but it was a good time. We had some friends over. Remember, we could have friends over. Yeah, I do. We could have friends and parties, and oh my god, when we, we could sh- try each other's beers too. Before oh, that we was shared the thing. beers, and here Ooh. I'll just try it out of your cup. No big deal. Alcohol kills germs. Now it's like poison. Don't do it. Right. Don't don't even look him in the eye. Forbidden so. fruit. <laughs> exactly. So I am extremely excited. Uh, we have a lot to get to. I have a beer to review. It's uh, bringing us right into the Christmas season. We are going to pick up Burrito Gate 2020 right where we left off, and we have the perfect person to do that with. Uh, of course, old time over the week. Coley's got a beer to share with us as well. We have some sports. We have some booze news. And to ring in the Christmas season, we'll be dropping the Yule Log. <laughs> Very excited for all of this. So, uh, if you will all join us as we be underway, if that's a real word, uh, let's start things off with a little hydration. Grab your libations, pals. It's time for beer of the week. And if you're drinking well, you know that you're my friend, and I say, I think I'll have myself a beer. Having myself a beer, indeed. Nothing says Christmas to me. Like having a stone Choco Vesa. That is my absolute favorite. Good choice. So good. I know people, uh, you know, like to go a little smaller when it comes to craft beer, but there's nothing like December, like having a Choco Vesa. So for those who aren't in the know, Stone Brewing's Choco Vesa, 8.1%, 50 IBUs, has a 406 and untapped, and a 97 on Beer Advocate. That's right. Of course, it's Stone, so this is a long one. This is a beloved stout. When first introduced as a limited special collab release with Cerveceria Insurgente and San Diego homebrew Chris Banker, it was an instant hit with fans and began clamoring, uh, and they began clamoring for its return. Seeing as how its amazing flavor profile is evocative of Mexican hot chocolate featuring coffee, pasilla peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, and a generous amount of chocolate, we concluded it was the perfect stout to re-release in celebration of the holidays and the entire winter season. This now highly anticipated yearly tradition that we are pleased to present from us to you and makes a perfect wintry gift for you and your friends, loved ones, or simply to yourself. Cheers! I know a few weeks back when we finally first started seeing these on the shelves, I think you texted me, you're like, look, Choco Mesa! 
Yes, I got it at Total Wine, I think. Yeah, I was so excited. This one came straight uh, from Stone Direct. They hooked this one up. So thank you, Stone. But uh, if you haven't had it, this bad boy is spicy on the nose with a little bit of chocolate and the taste follows right behind it cinnamon and spice and chocolate and christmas i just say it tastes like christmas in your mouth it does when christmas was ask. my favorite stripper but yes it does taste <laughs> sorry that's too far um i thought yeah, it was it, candy candy cane <laughs> hey i side note i knew a candy cox in high school I wonder if she's a stripper now. She better be. Otherwise, oh, she's so. not living up to her potential. We'll have to Facebook stalk her for sure. You should. Um, so, yeah, this is Christmas. If you guys haven't had this, go out and get it. Stones, Choco Vesa. It is the perfect Christmas time beer. Enough said. That was like my worst review ever, but what are you going to do? It's Christmas in your mouth. Uh, all right, we got a lot to discuss. Let's get right into it. Have a grievance to share? It's time for a crotch talk. Uh, I just wanted to mention very quickly COVID, the spread, and all that stuff is picking up, especially here in California. And if it's picking up where you are, which is most likely, uh, do what you can to get out there and support local, support your local breweries, uh, make sure you're you're buying beer from the good guys, not from the big guys. Exactly. It's hard yeah. for them. The rules are so strict right now, and it's takeout only, and I feel bad. They're strict, they're weird, and they're changing by the day. So mm-hmm. uh, if you can get a local brewery instead of uh, you know hitting up your grocery store for beer, it only only helps. Uh, on to pressing, very important stuff, Burrito Gate 2020. We've been talking about it, and I thought this is the perfect time to bring it back because we need to know, Nicole, when you've been having, you've, you've had one of those nights where you were drinking stouts from institution until four or five in the morning, oh. Oh. as all smart people do, and you wake up a little worse for wear. What is it that you're putting in your breakfast burrito? So Nick makes me a breakfast burrito that he calls the Incredible Hulk. Oh, he's coined that term since the t- before we were dating. I'm sure he uses that on all his girls. Oh hell yeah! It's hey look, and I stuck around for almost 13 years, so it worked on me. <laughs> and it you know that big burrito. Um, mm-hmm. So he gets the no joke the grande shells, not just the burrito shells, the grande shells. Oh yeah, and he does a hash brown patty, scrambled eggs, bacon, cheese. And then if he has um, any other type of like meat, like sausage or something, he'll put that in. Yeah, and then he, he wraps it up and he grills it on both sides. So it's like a grilled stuffed burrito and mm. oh, with tapatio. It's like changing. crispy shell from being yes. grilled. He'll like put butter in the pan and grill it. That's the way to do it. It's incredible. So yeah, no beans, no lettuce. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no rice. No rice. Rice Potatoes. does not belong you, in it. A- you can do a hash brown patty. You can do hash browns, like yes. shredded, whatever. Yes. Potatoes are fine. Rice is not fine in mm-hmm. brekkie. I never want rice in my burritos. To me, it's just a cheap filler. Mm-hmm. Beans, I'm okay with lunch. No breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I love, I mean, look, there are times I don't feel like breakfast I'm hungover and I just want a bean and cheese burrito. Sure. But if we're talking breakfast burritos, no beans, no rice. Mm-mm. What is your, if you had to pick one, your favorite protein to put into a breakfast burrito? I'd say bacon. Bacon okay. all the way. Bacon Classic. makes everything delicious. Or, oh, <laughs> dirty so. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one's... That one's good. Full of fat, but delicious. Mm, mm, but worth it. Yes. I'm, I'm going either pastor or chorizo. One oh, or the other. pastor. Another good mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of you, that bacon never ruins anything. I forget what I was making today. I start cutting up bacon and the wife is like, are you sure you're not putting too much bacon in there? I was like, have you ever complained about that? <laughs> Who complains about too much bacon? Yeah. I don't know. We 
We had to look into divorce lawyers at that point. Oh, wife. It's really too bad. I know. Get your life together. So there you have it. Burrito Gate 2020 continues. Let us know, everybody. What are you doing when you're hungover the next day? What are you eating? What, what makes everything all the better? Let us know. The Unfiltered Gentleman on all the socials. Hit us up. So Nicole and I have now <laughs> sort of shared an experience together. I mean, not together, separately, but uh, a few weeks ago, they had an unwanted guest park in their front yard. And then I had a similar experience just last Tuesday. We're sitting there. In fact, I was editing the last episode of The Unfiltered Gentleman before I was about to post up. And I hear this loud noise. I was like, did someone like try and steal our trash can? What the hell is happening? Wife's like, I, I don't know. You should go out there and look. I was like, oh, let me jump to it. And so I go out towards like the back where our cars are, our cars are parked. Nothing, nothing going on. I was like, all right. So I'll walk out towards the front. I walked out there. And what do you know? There was a little Mercedes SUV all up under a Toyota Corolla that had then hit the truck in front of it. Oh, what a like, mess. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if I should call the cops. And then all of a sudden I hear some lady from across the street. Yes. And it's a Mercedes. And it went. And so she's on the phone with like 911. <laughs> It was funny because she was not quiet and the guy was just getting out of his car. The guy who hit him and she's like, yeah, probably been drinking. (laughs) He got out of his car, though. Yeah, he got out of his car and he kind of stumbled like he had a little like one, two step as he got out Sierra style and uh, couldn't tell if he's drunk or injured. But judging by the damage, I think it was drunk. Uh, Didn't look like a huge injury situation. His car just kind of went under the Corolla. But it didn't go like up to the windshield or anything, just a foot or so. Well, I'm pretty sure if you hit a car going that fast and going underneath it on the side of the road where it's a pretty straight road, you're pretty drunk. Well, and our road has like the parking lane, then the bike lane, yeah, then the road. So he didn't just like kind of veer into the shoulder. He veered into the shoulder shoulder. Yes. He, yeah, he was making that the player's lane and there were cars parked <laughs> and yeah. The only other excuse would be like if a girl got out of the passenger seat, be like, oh, I know what they were doing. Oh, yes. A little RH on the way mm-hmm. home. But that was not the case. Well, didn't you say you were talking to your neighbor and he's like, where could he be coming from? All the bars are closed. And it was a Tuesday, which was the same night I had my drunk driver end up on my lawn. Yeah. What the hell is up with Tuesdays? Everyone's going up on a Tuesday during COVID. I guess we're missing out on some Taco Tuesday or something. Something somewhere. So what happened with yours? So... We were sitting in our dining room. It was like eight o'clock. My father-in-law was over. We were just kind of chit-chatting about Nick playing sports as a kid and reminiscing. I heard Uncle what sounded- Rico style. Yeah, pretty much. And I heard what sounded like a drag race strip or like a motorcycle doing donuts in my front yard. And then I saw lights coming in through my windows in my great room. Oh, shit. And I panicked and told Nick to look outside. And when he opened the door, all I saw was light. And then like an explosion happened and Nick slammed the door shut. And it turns out, Once we looked at our ring cameras, it was the slowest crash known to man for all the damage that happened, like, on his car. He thought he was home, is what he told the cops, and he pulled, he hit Nick's car. He pulled in everyone's driveway. We have two driveways. He pulled in both of our driveways, backed up, um, hit Nick's little work car, and then just drove up straight onto our lawn, and his tires got stuck on the planter. Sure. And he spun his tires, and he blew his tire and his fender. His fender was on our roof, cracked our roof tiles. Oh, shit. And uh, yeah, that was really the only damage. There's a big hole and a lot of oil in our front yard. Yeah, he was over four times the legal limit. So Oh, that's all? That's all. So yeah, and he apparently he did a hit and run uh, two cars before he entered our house. And I believe he had um, a certain <gasps> item sitting on his front oh, seat. Oh, that's right. There was a silicone titty on the passenger <laughs> seat floor. Right we're not by talking a black- like implant. 
oh no no it looked like um i guess what you compare to like a, a sex toy or like a fleshlight type mm-hmm. looking thing and it was um no difference in color on the areola but you could totally tell it was a nipple and a titty <laughs> that's so good flesh colored silicone titty because why would you travel without your titty I don't know. Maybe that's what made him crash. Oh, get a little no, too busy no, I'm just with kidding. You sh- oh, if I could, re- when I can release the ring footage, it's on. Get ready, oh, it's Instagram. So it's I mean, he so literally good. crawls into your front yard, and then he slams on the gas, and that's what sounded like he was like drag racing and doing donuts. Or I mean, he floored it. He's probably his speedometer probably said ninety, and he was going nowhere. Yeah, and, and then we need to talk about the best part is then uh, your husband, Big Dick Nick, walks out there and goes. All right, buddy, just stay there. Yeah, why don't you stay right there, buddy? Why don't you stay right there, dude? As calm as could be. I think my uh, one of my best friends is going to try to get Nick a shirt that says that because he was so in love with how calm Nick was and mm. <laughs> how he came out saying that. So, yeah. So Moral of the story: Don't drink and drive, kids. Don't do yeah, it. Man. It's, it's bad Tuesday. Stuff. Have some tacos with that beer, would you? And Sober up take an Uber. I know it's not worth it. Not worth it at all. And then uh, finally, I want to mention this. Last week, we talked about a story where I think it was Miller or someone crappy will give you free beer for having your Christmas party at home. And I thought, this would be so great. No Christmas parties this year. Luckily, my company never does. It's a very small company. So he's like, here's your bonus. Go get drunk by yourself. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, the wife's company always has Christmas parties. And they're always awful because they think that their employees like them. And they are awful people. And like, come hang out with us. Look, we'll buy you presents. That makes us good. So I thought this common is- misconception. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> so I thought we were in the clear this year. This is gonna be great. We get to stay home or do whatever. And no, turns out they're gonna have a Zoom Christmas party for the company. That sounds god awful. Yes. So they said they're going to send over a bottle of champagne and buy us dinner, like give an allowance for dinner. So we got the champagne it's not real champagne it's uh you know sparkling wine of france oh not from champagne classy Mm -hmm. and then they say yes your dinner for two the limit sixty dollars i'm like where can you get dinner for two besides like mcdonald's for under 60 bucks yeah i mean you couldn't even like go to mastro's and get yourself something nice right my boss last week we made a really big sale he goes Mm -hmm. hey tell the wife mastro's tonight and we got some mastro's to go Wonderful. See, they need to do something like that. It was like $230. Delicious. Yes. Delicious. Um, They, on the (laughs) other hand, they're like, here's your McDonald's budget. We can't wait for you to join us and have some Big Macs. It'll be great. $60? Could you get maybe like Wood Ranch? That's where this all got brought up. The night they told her that I had Wood Ranch at work, she goes, how much did you spend on Wood Ranch for yourself? And I was like, I think it was like 45 bucks plus tip (gasps) or something like that. I ordered a little extra so I could bring some home to the wife, but oh, okay. still, 45 bucks plus tips, so, you know, 50 bucks. She's like, well, I guess we're not having Wood Ranch on 60. It's like, no, we're balling on a budget for your Christmas party. That's honestly, that's so, that's so cheap. And they didn't right. even, they could have gotten you a bottle of like Vouvet, you know, and, so, you know, something nice. I'm not yeah. saying like Dom Perignon, but like no. Vouvet, like something really good. And what, if you buy six, you get them for like $40. It's not like that much of a. So he literally spent $100 on her and was like, here, join us for a painful Zoom holiday party. Well, and it's going to start at some awful time of like six o'clock. I told her I'm setting it up so that like the internet just happens to shut off at 613. What day is this? 
uh, it's on a Saturday. I believe it's, I don't know if it's this week or the next week. It's on a Saturday. Way to take away, take my fucking Saturday night, by the way. Oh, you only have to be on for like an hour. I told her, I was like, I'm cutting off the internet. And then you can just tell them what, you don't know what happened. The just, wind. Oh, shut off. Yeah. It's wind. the wind. Power, Power outage. outage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am, I am not looking forward. I can't stand those people. They're <sighs> awful people. Anyways. So that'll be me. M- maybe I could use all that crappy metal light. Drink myself into oblivion. Oh, why? Don't do it to yourself. Not worth it. Not worth it. Just cut the internet. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Before we find out what you're drinking, the old timey word of the week is Benabows. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Benabows just means good beer or other strong liquor. Ooh. Well, you're drinking Benabows, aren't you? I am indeed. I am Benibows. as well. I say, I hope you are. Oh my God. Let's find out about what you're drinking, about your Benabows. Heck yeah. So I am drinking um, an Artisanal Brew Works Warheads Extreme Sour Watermelon. Mm. Oh my God. Okay. So right away on the nose, it kind of reminds me of cough syrup, which I know sounds <laughs> terrible. Like it yes. kind of smells like cherry cough syrup, even though it's watermelon. But once you taste it, it is so tart and so sour. It's like a kettle sour or like a Berliner Weiss sour, like just so tart it does make your lips pucker. Yeah. It tastes like the old candy in a can. And here's the funny thing on Untapped. It literally says, imagine a watermelon warhead. Now imagine it's beer. Drink that beer. You just drank our beer. <laughs> That's what it says. Thanks. Yeah. So it actually has a 3.81, which is crazy. And it has a total of like 2,500 votes. So reviews. Ratings. Yeah. Ratings. Thank you. And yeah, I I love it. I love the blue raspberry. I love this one. Yeah, I think we got to try the blue raspberry uh, a mm-hmm. month or so ago. And that, I mean, it reminded me of Warheads. It was it was delicious. It is so tart. It's just, oh, I love it so much because I love a good sour beer where it makes your mouth like water. Mm-hmm. Oh. It gives you horrible mouth noises. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of these like throwback candy beers, they tend to kind of miss the mark. Like the can will look like whatever it's thrown back to, but the beer doesn't quite match up. This is one of those. It's like, oh, this is Warheads. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have, like I said, it's that weird smell in the beginning, but it doesn't taste like it smells. So that's mm-hmm. really good. And the thing I noticed with the blue one was that just like Warheads, it started off like it hit you real quick with like sour and then it backed off. Mm-hmm. Like Warheads, as the candy melted in your mouth for a couple minutes, like the, the sourness backed off and it was just candy. Oh, it's so good. I so recommend good. if anyone can get their hands on these. Um, Artisanal is a New York brewery, but there's, um, I think, a liquor store in Silmar that gets oh. them quite often. So if you're out here in the California in the, region. The 818, yeah, in California, you can um, try to find those. And what's the percentage on that one? I think it's 5%. Oh, okay. Nice, easy, sessionable. Yes, it is a 5%. Fantastic. Yes. I dig it. I hope we get to find more, and I hope they make even more flavors. Well, I still have black cherry and green apple, and I think there's also a lemon, but I don't have that one. What's your favorite so far? You've had two. Oh, I don't know. They're both so good. I mean, I really love the blue raspberry. Let me try this one one more time. <laughs> get in there for Science. a little... <laughs> Yeah. This is research, everybody. Oh, I don't know. The watermelon... the watermelon might be number one, and I'm usually a more of a blue raspberry girl to begin with. And what was your favorite candy of the Warheads? Any of them. that far back? Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, I think they made like a black one. Oh, it turned your tongue black. Mm-hmm. I liked the black one. That was good. I think they the were blue raspberry just... was my favorite back in the day. So good. So good. Green apple was actually one of my least favorite, I guess. Yeah, I don't really remember that one, which must mean I didn't love it or something. Probably huh. not. I remember back in the day, oh, this is going to get local. Go to Magic Mountain. Uh-huh. 
theme park here in Southern California, and they had a candy store there. And one of the things they always had was giant bags of warheads. Really? Oh yeah, we'd always is the one in like the back of the park near Cyclone. We'd always go and get a huge bag of, and we just walk around eating warheads all day like a bunch of fat kids. I never even knew there was a candy shop back there, and I had a season pass like my whole like teenage life. And the second I could drive, it was like on. So I'm shocked oh, yeah. I didn't know about that. As soon as I had a license, season pass all the time. Oh, it was great. Oh, the good old days. Uh, all right. Very nice. Well, I'm excited to potentially uh, see what else they come out with, Warhead-wise. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's discuss a little sports. Whether it's the Baltimore Chop or the one-two punch, it's time for sports. It is indeed. Do you have any feelings about Paul Pierce? I despise him. He's my least <laughs> favorite basketball player. He just always looks so... He always has a smirk, and he's just... I just want to slap that smirk right off his face. Mm-hmm. I can't stand Paul Pierce. Can't stand him and his pants-shitting ways. <laughs> he really grinds our gears, doesn't he? <laughs> he really does. That guy definitely shit his pants in the finals against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's being sued by a weed consultant. Kenneth Go on. Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Johnson, a weed consultant, is reportedly suing Paul Pierce for unpaid wages, which he claims total $42,000. Johnson was hired by Pierce in 2016 to design and develop a warehouse to cultivate cannabis from inception to completion. Pierce reportedly told Johnson he would pay him $10,000 per month. It's a nice little salary. Mm-hmm. Johnson joined Pierce in Los Angeles, but was told Pierce was going to pay Johnson 4000 a month until Pierce had product to sell. Johnson claims Pierce cut corner in order to get the business going, but that they weren't able to get weed plants into the warehouse until 2018. Johnson reportedly wasn't getting his full pay as of November 2019 and decided to leave the company. Johnson is suing Pierce for back pay plus unpaid overtime, missing meal period violations, and more. Oh, my God. It sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Shit his pants and then not pay his employees. Yep. Fucking ass. Uh, Breakdancing will be in the upcoming 2024 Olympics as an official Olympic sport. Uh, you know, back in 1998, when all the breakdancers in middle school were doing their thing, I bet they never thought they'd see the day. Those B-boys never thought they'd be never. able to get the Olympics, at least oh not for God. that. Pretty soon they're going to have, like, dance-offs, you know, like dance crews. Oh, <laughs> like in battle the of dances or whatever? Yeah. Be the Jabberwockies versus uh, That's exactly what I mean. Like, love, like, dance crew battles or something. <laughs> like, it's only a matter of time. How, how is breakdancing... I mean, I, okay, I guess it takes strength. Sure. I, I'm not taking away any sort of athleticness from it. It's definitely yeah. an athletic event. Yes. Is it a sport? No. Mm. I mean, do they consider dancing a sport? I don't know. I mean, you don't have regular dancing in the Olympics. No one's ballroom dancing out there. Yeah. And they don't have like cheerleading. People consider cheerleading a sport. Right. That's not in the Olympics. Yeah, it is weird that they jumped right over all those traditional ones and went straight for breakdancing. <laughs> I can't wait. They're going to get judged on their piece of cardboard they lay down. <laughs> Five points for cardboard choice. And their um, Junko jeans. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get slapped in the face by their big cuffs. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. This is going to be so interesting. Well, now I got to watch. I can't wait. Uh, and then finally in sports news, a man breaks into Tom Brady's home. Man breaks into Tom Brady's $40 million mansion. Cops find him laying on the couch. The man was identified as Zanini Sinias. I'm sure I screwed that up. 34. 
He was caught when police responding to multiple alarms discovered him in the basement of the home laying on the couch in the middle of the room, according to Brookline Police. This morning at approximately 5.55 a.m., multiple Brookline Police units responded to a radio call for a residential alarm at 112 Woodland Road. The former residence of our forever New England Patriot Tom Brady and his wife, supermodel Giselle Bündchen. That was the press release. They're forever... New England Patriot. Hey, how cute! He just cute. made their Hall of Fame. Because I was gonna ask if this was in um, New England or if it was in Florida. Because it sounds kind of Florida-ish since he's living in Tampa now. You know, that's, that's why true. I, was, I was waiting for you to tell me. This wouldn't make the news if it was Florida. <laughs> it's true. Uh, in an odd twist to the story, Cineas, who is currently homeless, is also the same man who was arrested last year for stealing a ten thousand dollars signed Tom Brady jersey from the Patriots Hall of Fame. He was reportedly wearing the stolen jersey under his jacket when police caught up to him. This guy loves himself some Brady. He's his forever patriot as well. It's true. Forever in his heart. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's adorable. That's sports. Oh, I like that. Uh, it's that time of year. Like I said, it's Christmas. For those of you who celebrate, celebrate Christmas, words are hard. And to me, it's just not Christmas without the dropping of the Yule Log. I can't wait for this. I am I am on pins and needles. <laughs> a little backstory. We grew up in the LA area. Did you ever listen to Mark and Brian, the radio program? No, but Nick did, and my okay. neighbor did. I was a huge fan of Mark and Brian. This is where it comes from. And now that they are no longer on the air, I have ran this tradition on every podcast I've ever been on so that uh, it would live on. I hear you peeing over there. <sighs> I was pouring more beer, and I didn't realize it was so loud. No, we like sound effects. So, without further ado, welcome to Christmas, everybody. Here is the dropping of the Yule Log. Christmas Eve is probably the most exciting night of the year for children everywhere. At our house, the ritual is always the same. Mom hurries dinner out of the way so that the festivities can begin. First, I lay a fire in the fireplace. I pride myself on the way I lay a fire. To begin... I crinkle newspaper to put under the grate. Then I put in the kindling, breaking the sticks into the proper lengths. Then I bring in the Yule log and put it in the grate. the biggest log we've ever had dad yeah and the heaviest too oh i'm such a child that is so clearly the man has taken a dump yes this comes from a very old disney record that i believe it was brian found in like a salvation army somewhere looking for stuff for the show and he's like well i wonder what's on there and they played it and it just became a yearly tradition with them that is wow i can't not play it now oh no it's great then I bring in the Yule log and put it in the grate. <laughs> Struggling. Struggling. That's the biggest log we've ever had, Dad. Oh yeah, and the heaviest, too. Oh, God. It sounds like Will Ferrell from Anchorman. That's who oh his voice God. reminds me of. It's Ron Burgundy for sure. It kind of has that Ron Burgundy Doesn't effect. Doesn't he? And I'm Tits McGee. That's right. Stay classy, oh. San Diego. Well, I, I hope uh, you've enjoyed it. And I hope you'll make this a part of your Christmas every year. Oh, I will. It's I'm going to YouTube it now so I can find it. That's where I steal it from every year. 
Really? Oh, perfect. YouTube dropping of a Yule log. I thought maybe you like, you know, went dumpster diving and found the record or something. So. I would have if I had to. Thank God for YouTube. Great. All right. Let's wrap things up with a little bit of booze news. Extra, extra, drink all about it. It's time for booze news. No surprise here. Thanksgiving Eve saw a huge uptick in orders for Drizzly, the beer delivery service. They were up 173.6%. Because when you have to hang out with your your outlaws, your (laughs) in-laws. Who who act like outlaws. Who act like outlaws. Boy, do you need some Drizzly. Uh, I don't blame them whatsoever. And I'm glad to see that they're open, even on Thanksgiving Eve. Absolutely. Uh, Anheuser-Busch is going to up their marketing investment in Golden Road's Mango Cart Wheat and Fruit Cart Hard Seltzer. It's a no from me, dog. Oh, come on. You know, I've never had any of their carts. The mango, the fruit, the whatever. I feel like I've had a mango cart probably years ago. I I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what it tastes like. I was probably so unimpressed. So clearly you miss it. A lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tears. We all know how you love Golden Road. And corporate beer. And corporate beer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it almost gets us into fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pabst Brewing Company is going to shutter their Captain Pabst Pilot House and craft beer brand in Milwaukee. So I guess Pabst had this, and we talked about it a couple years ago when they opened it up, but they had this pilot house where they just brewed one-off beers and specialty beers and basically anything but PBR and uh, as their craft brand and that sort of thing. And they'll be shuttering due to the Rona. That's, oh well. Yeah. It wasn't really craft. No, I mean, it's still owned by Pabst. It was just so- their... Yeah. Look at us. We're we're cool branch. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Ninkasi Brewing, unfortunately, has had to lay off 12% of their workforce due to soft on-premise sales caused by COVID. It sucks. I'm telling you people, drink local, support your favorite breweries. Yes. And now some uplifting news. Drunk driver tells police he's too drunk for a field sobriety test. Wait, was that the guy that was on my front lawn? Because I feel like that could have been him. It was either him or Scott, one or the other. <laughs> a 56-year-old Waterford man told police he was too drunk to perform field sobriety tests after they say he crashed his car into a fence at the Rustic Cafe Saturday afternoon. Stephen P. Murphy Water, uh, of Waterford was charged with driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs, driving with a suspended license, driving an unregistered motor vehicle, traveling unreasonably fast, and driving without insurance after the 4.30 p.m. crash at the bar. 4.30 p.m. He's already hamskied. Oh, can someone say felony? Oh, yeah. Murphy was not injured and is scheduled to appear in court in January 2021. Police say that after the crash, Murphy waited inside the bar for them to arrive. <laughs> they said he had difficulty maintaining his balance, had slurred speech, and there was a strong odor of alcohol coming from his breath. Police then found numerous full and empty liquor and beer bottles in his car. Police said Murphy refused to perform any field sobriety test, telling officers he was too drunk to do them. <laughs> he also refused to complete a breath test. Oh, He's just batting a thousand. He, yeah. Though if you think about it, it's kind of smart. You get into an accident. There's a bar right there. So you run to the bar and act like you've been drinking there. Oh, may I interject? Please. So uh, when Nick got his DUI back in like 2004, Mm -hmm. he was at TGI Fridays in Thousand Oaks and he was making a left out of there onto Hillcrest. And when he made that left, he 
had been drinking, obviously, and he misjudged and he kind of like hit the curb in a tree and cracked his rim. Whoops. So he left his car there and went back to TGI Fridays and tried to say that he cracked his rim and went to Fridays to have some drinks before the tow truck company came and the cops were like, yeah, fuck you, get in the car. (laughs) You're drunk. You're going to jail. That's not fair. They should have bought it. But that's what he tried to do. So I, I kind of, you know, yeah, I see what the guy was doing. I applaud the effort. Yeah, it's a, it's a good effort for sure. If you're gonna get away with anything, and that'd be the way to do it. Like, you got in the accident. I figured I'd go have a drink, take the edge off. Yeah, that's what Nick tried to do. He tried to that's say hilarious. he did, but it didn't work. For what his, a hero! Yeah, don't <laughs> they don't all wear capes, capes, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then finally, just for funsies, I thought I'd run through this. This is uh, Kyle Harrop's top 10 beers of 2020. He does this every year for the full pint. So I thought uh, I'll run through the beers. If uh, there's anything you want to talk about, feel free to to point one out. Otherwise, we'll just run through the list. All right. Uh, Starting at the top, Other Half Brewing's HDHC Green City New England IPA. Society Brewing Company's Agreeable Folk West Coast IPA. Green Cheek Beer Company's Hi, Everything's Great New England Triple IPA. (laughs) Great name. Cellarmaker Brewing Company's Hop Survivor Hazy West Coast IPA. Uh, Have you had that one? Uh, I don't think I had Hop Survivor. I had a different one. I can't remember. Cellarmaker making some tasty, they make tasty beers. some delicious beers. I'm glad they made the list. Mm-hmm. Homage Brewing's Purple Robots Saison. Mortalis? Mortalis? Screwing that one up. Sure. Brewing Company. Yeah, one of those. Altogether Hydra Fruited Sour. Holmes Brewery, Doozy Coconut Imperial Stout, Highland Park Brewing's Standing in the Sun West Coast IPA, Anchorage Brewing Company's Wendigo Burley Wine. Ooh, love a good Burley Wine. Right, <laughs> nice and burly. And finally, Other Half Brewing's Lime Snaps Rice Lager. Huh. Haven't had any of those. I was going to say, I don't think I have either. I, I, I wish I could remember the cellar maker that I had. Yeah, um, Cellmaker is not one I get my hands on very often. Green Cheek Beer Company, same thing. They're making some great IPAs. I have not had a chance to have very many of them. I don't even know if I've had any at all, so that's saying They're so something. local. They're down in Orange County. What's wrong with us? It's, it's kind of like trying to get monkish, like you were able to get, actually, but it's kind of like that. It's just there's certain breweries you just, I don't know, you can't get your hands on it. Mm-hmm. They make it hard. You know, this this begs the question, because we talked about the, the Saison. Mm-hmm. One of these was the Saison. What are your thoughts on saisons? <sighs> My long sigh. It depends. Sometimes they're like really, really funky mm-hmm. and just a little too tasting like a fresh mowed lawn, like grass, like yes, dirty yes, hay. Yes, which could be which could be bread, right? The, what is it, bread? Bread something? Bread? Bread? Myases? Yeah. Something like that. So it's sometimes they're just a little too funky for me. When they're lighter on the funk, I'm okay. If they're a little bit more tart, if they're a little bit, you know, sure. more sour saison with some funk, I can definitely do more sour brett. But just your traditional farmhousey, earthy saison, I I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Allie and I recently had a discussion about this on the show. Anytime that wet hay is used as a positive descriptor in a beer, you can just go right ahead and count me out. Mm-hmm. I'm not Mr. Ed. I don't want your wet hay. <laughs> or your dirty hay. I'm Wilbur. Not Wilbur. Yeah. I just, I don't get the appeal when they taste like gym socks. It's just why, why are you doing that to yourself? No. So you can say that you're sophisticated or something? 
I don't get it. I, I'm just not hipster enough, I guess. That's it. We're not hipster enough. It's, yeah, it's too much for me. I can't. I'll I'll take beer flavored beer, please. <laughs> yeah, something or you know, extreme sour warheads. I'll take that too. I just don't want mine tasting like it came out of a barn. That would Mm-mm. be much appreciated. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, that's everything I got. Oh, you know what? This this wouldn't be a show with Coley if I didn't hit this. Y'all out of beer. Thank you. We are. <laughs> that's why we're ending the show. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. This is supposed to be, uh, you know, a small group, but this became a really small group. So I'm glad uh, you were able to hang out and and shoot the shit and drink some beer with me. Absolutely. Until next time, guys. Yeah, we'll steal you away more often if we can. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys listen to Coley over on the Booze Cast. Follow her on the Gram. Most importantly, at ice underscore coal underscore beer. One more underscore. I think that's right. Yes, all the underscores. All the underscores. Follow us at the Unfiltered Gentleman. Email us, unfilteredgentleman at gmail.com and leave us a drunk voicemail, 805 538 beer 2337. Hey, Vanessa. And uh, Flex, we still need that uh, sneaking beer past your wife story you got for us. Please leave us some voicemails. I think that's everything. I thank you all for listening. I thank Coley one more time for joining and hope that everyone out there stays very well hydrated. And on that note, good night, everybody. Good night.